everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 407. We are that podcast talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm Dijeron Mess. I'm Aya Rockefeller. What was that? What was what? You dropped out when you introduced yourself. Uh, oops. <laughs> it's just like, and I, it just went just like that, so. I don't know what caused that, so. I do not know. Um, I guess we can... Eh, it happens. I'll blame the internet gods this time, you know, because somebody has to be blamed. <laughs> oh, man, so... We are live tonight, week of May 21st, 2019. Right here live on Twitch TV. We are here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you're not watching us through Twitch, you're probably watching us either through, um... Whatever your favorite Twitch app that you may use, you might be watching us from the website at uh, vognetwork.com. That's live.vognetwork.com. Um, I have yet to input the plugin to watch us live from our website. I'd love to stream from Facebook, but we will see. I don't think that's going to be happening anytime soon, but you know, anything's plausible. So uh, don't forget, we have a Discord. So if you want to talk, chat, hang out with us, um, you can find us at vognetwork.com slash Discord. Uh, basically, all the VOG uh, shows that are live on Twitch have a channel, so swing by, come hang out, and have a great old time, you know? So, hey. So, anywho, um, how is everybody tonight? Eh. Eh. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yes. And TheoX75 says, you can stream to Facebook via Restream.io, which is true. But here's the thing. If you become a Twitch affiliate, you cannot restream to other sites. The best that I could probably do is create an alt account on a different machine and stream that way. But that would probably cause a lot of problems. And that's something I do not want to do. So I love. Yeah, you just can't stream live. I think you can set it to, you know, do all of that at a later time. See, Think it, I think you have to be exclusive to Twitch for like 24 hours. True. But I don't... That's a, that's a lot of juggling I'd have to do, so we will see. I, I don't know. I know with YouTube it's like that, but to be perfectly honest, barely anybody streams live to YouTube anymore. I mean, I, uh. remember, I remember when YouTube was the big thing, and then... Facebook got in on it and made it so easy to stream from, so everybody was was doing that, so, you know. And then, they basically, Facebook probably, no, YouTube got rid of YouTube gaming, so now it's just Twitch, you know. I mean, I could, if we were, if we were affiliates, I could record our show, save it, and then kick it over to, um, to whatever else and let that, let that run live. I could probably set up a different machine or something like that, but, you know. And as Ichigogami says, it's easy to stream, but the quality varies, which is true. If I record at a high at a high, high quality, which is 1080p, and push it out that way, that wouldn't be so bad. 
if I'm not mistaken, right now I we are currently streaming at 1080p at 60 frames per second. So I'm kind of happy about that. So you know, you know, well enough about the technical jargon and so forth. Let's get on. So um, kick things off. Ari, how was your week? How was your day? Yeah, it's mostly been work-related stuff. But uh, I do have a development of my garnishment case. Oh, okay. I got a letter today from the Social Security Agency said that you know, they also sent a copy of you know this enclosed letter to my my job. <clears throat> yeah. And, they're t- and they told them that, yeah, stop taking money from this guy's check for the for his uh, garnishment for now. Well, that's good. Uh huh. It's just like they said they were gonna do, like, but I still have to wait for them to come to a decision on whether or not they're actually gonna cancel it altogether. Yeah. But for now, you know, it's my money back in my pocket for the time being. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's gonna apply to this coming paycheck or not but that's next week the letter was dated the 19th but that's a sunday so i'm not sure when it'll apply besides okay. uh monday's a holiday yeah right? it's a holiday which means it's gonna fuck up my pay schedule and i'm gonna get my check at sunday morning sometime cool. all right so refresh my memory again who had to set all right who sent the letter out social security did all right now who was pulling the money a third party. Social Security was. So it's like one hand telling the other hand, no. Uh, kind of. Yeah. But yeah, we're not sure. Like, I even talked to my mom about it. She never heard anything about this either. Mm. But that doesn't tell me any new information, to be honest with you. <laughs> Welcome to Secretive Parents 101. But other than that, I've just been playing a MLB of the show yeah. a lot. I got, my char- I got my character bumped up to the majors. Oh, that's good. Glad to hear that. Also, what's fun is you can actually, there's a separate mode for just postseason mm-hmm. where you can you know, pick five teams on each div- in each league to, uh, to build your own bracket. Yeah. And you can, there's also options available like, like 40-man roster draft and the Okay, or you pick, you know, you pick forty people from uh, all the available players. Like, oh, you can pick legends too. Okay, then. And I put the get, and as I'm picking out, you know, players from the fucking twenties and thirties and shit, I'm thinking, I'm committing so much bla- baseball blasphemy right now. <laughs> it's so different from the legends mode from the WWE games, but anywho. <laughs> Now, now your f- top five picks in- include Babe Ruth and Stan Musial. Mm. And Bartolo Colon, but... <laughs> eh. Anywho, Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um, Week was good. Uh, it was basically getting ready for CloverCon. Mm-hmm. And now I'm realizing how much crap I have to do before this weekend. So, yeah. My suitcase is still sitting here. I just have to freshen it up. Yeah, well, I have my tote bag from Zenkai Khan still in my trunk. I have my suitcase from when we went to Baltimore in my trunk. 
And I have to have now enough room for your crap, my crap, and Gabby's crap in my car. Wow. So I have a lot of shit to do this week. For for where are you guys going? Uh, There's a convention on Saturday. Okay, it's... Which one is it? Because I know you just came from CloverCon. It's called NizumiCon. It's it's being held in a two-floor tra- recon- reconditioned uh, train station. Huh. And where is this? Tinton, not Tinton Falls. It's like right outside of 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 um, tr- uh, Princeton. I believe. That's not too far off from me. Yeah, I think that's what you said. Was yeah. that it was close to Princeton? Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's that's basically it. Um, other than work and you know drama from that, that's it. Boring life. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so my weekend day has been pretty well. You know, besides hanging out with Mako uh, for CloverCon on Sunday, um, it was hell getting out to Jersey Saturday. But that's neither here nor there because that's just in general. Um, let's see what else is going on. Um, not much else. I, oh yeah. Can't forget this. So from time to time, I will tell you all about stories of my dilapidated apartment that, you know, I stay in because it's what I can afford. But you know, when I got home Sunday, I I sit down and, you know, and I turn the lights on now. I noticed there was water on the floor and an odd smell. I'm just like, shit, not again. While I was gone, my um, shower backed up. And by shower, I mean the drain. The drain, which is, t- which the drain, the toilet and sink is all tied going out. So there was nothing I could do because when I went to the back drainage ditch when I went to the back drainage ditch, which is over here, the snake wasn't there. And I tried to take like a um, a wire hanger to clear it, but I couldn't go that far. So I was like, you know, I'll leave it in the morning. I was already annoyed at the fact that I had to be up at like 6.30 just to catch my upstairs neighbor slash landlord and tell him so he can bring the snake downstairs. We ran the snake Lo and behold, it pulled a wipe, and for the record, people, you see these disinfecting wipes here? You see these? Yeah. Don't flush these. Throw them in the trash. That's what you're supposed to do. It tells you on here that you're not supposed to put them in the toilet. You cause fatbergs. It's not good. But also, I understand you have young children. And sometimes young children don't know any better. You need to you need to train them and need to tell them when they're using these, yeah, don't flush them down the toilet. Cause these things are are potent, but the way they're designed, the fibers, it cannot be disintegrated when flushed. So just remember that. But um other than that, 
life is life. Um, still vying for pos- another position at work, so I'm still waiting on to see how that plays out. So whether I get it or not, I'm still kind of happy I went for it because, you know, well, what if you got to lose? Mm-hmm. So other than that, that's basically has been it for us. Um, let's see. Housekeeping news. Um, Housekeeping news. Friday is Ranma's birthday, so wish him a happy birthday. Thank you, Mako-chan. You're welcome. (laughs) Outside of that, uh, we will be here. Um, uh, We still got Tuesday episodes. Uh, We may be switching it up if one of us can't make it or something like that, but... I don't think anything else. Um, we got some stuff coming down the pipe, so I have some cool stuff I'm working on. So, moving right along. Let's go to the weekly nerd swag. Every week, we show off something cool of ours that we want to share to the world. What originally started as the weekly geek shirt, but. Mako decided to show off her plush, so we went to shirt and plush, and then Ichigo will show off something cool. They were like, you know what, let's just call it weekly nerd swag. And then I've come to the realization that there is no way in hell I can go through all of my shirts every single week. Because if after I wear the shirt, I have to hang it up. I don't know when I'm going to wear it again, and I'm not going to fold it back up and put it away because I've already worn it, which means I have to wash it. I'm not going through that, so no. So, anywho, um, I will go first with this, if I can grab it real quick. Oh, I right, put it down here. I got into, like, autograph collecting late in my convention years. If I thought about it sooner, you know, I probably would have a lot more autographs, a lot more, like, merch and stuff like that. But um, I have here, which, the Panty and Stocking DVD box set, which is about, I'd say six years old or something like that. But um, what's cool is uh, one year at Anime Next, which was like four years ago probably, I think it was three years ago, um, Studio Trigger autographed one of, the bo- one of the DVDs. And let me pull it out real quick. They autographed disc one of my box set. So you have th- three artists from Studio Trigger, and if you look in the lower corner over here toward, towards the left, I assume, you'll see an autograph from Monica Rial, better known as Stocking Anarchy, uh, from Penny and Stocking meets Gardebelt. So that's pretty cool. I remember uh, one year we went to ZenkaiCon, and Castle Point was the same weekend. They had Monica and Jamie Marshy there, and I was kind of pissed because... I could have gotten this box set autographed by Panty and Saki at the same time while cosplaying Garter Belt, but, you know, oh well, things happen. Maybe another time. Maybe if I'm lucky, Zenkai will bring Monica back with Jamie, and that would be pretty awesome, so. Okay, so, Ari, what weekly nerd swag do you have? Well, I was talking with Ichigo about this on our personal Facebook pages, mm-hmm. Facebook pages a while ago. Yeah. And uh, I just want to show off this. I still this, can't believe you bought that. I don't think I apparently. This waffle iron that, that makes Pokemon themed waffles. 
Hang on. Yeah, we're good. Uh, it costs like 30 some odd bucks off of ThinkGeek. And, uh, okay, that's how it wraps up at the bottom like that. I didn't even notice that. i just oh. been tying the cord up in itself. And, uh, you know, it makes them pretty well. Other than that, like, usually it's just the quality of the uh, <clears throat> the waffle mixer, pancake mixer using. And uh, I know Ichigo was asking about them. Like, I got a Pokemon waffle maker. can send you some. Like, nah. So, uh, so like, ah, uh, whatever. If you want some, the offer is still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, don't mind me. I um, some of you who who don't who know we're, uh, me and Michael are fans of NCIS. So I'm just kind of reading some of the comments. So you know, Mako. What? Please tell us about your weekly uh, nerd swag, but I think it's pretty obvious as a boot to the head. Yeah, so um, the unfortunate news that internet sensation Grumpy Cat did pass away. Um, so I do have a little uh, tartar plush, and I miss her already. She, was, she was my favorite meme. Cat wasn't even that old. No, she was only seven. Yep. It was a UTI. Was it a UTI? It was, yeah. yeah. It was UTI that was, yeah. got very aggressive. And they couldn't, you know, get it. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, the kind of cat she is, too, because um, she is a dwarf cat, because that in itself is a genetic anomaly tend to go through a lot of health issues um so for you know i'm not surprised that it was something as simple as a uti that turned into something more but yeah so uh i'm just showing off a little bit of uh, grumpy love that's good you know, it was interesting. I, 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 I would say in the many years I have been on social media, watching people share articles about people dying, I would have to say the passing of Grumpy Cat hit people a lot harder than anybody else because that was, that was like the most shared art story. So who would have mm -hmm. thought a Grumpy Cat like that would, would bring so many people together, you know? Well, you figure Grumpy was... You know, if not the first one of the original memes. Mm -hmm. So, in those that, you know, might not follow simple things like that, they've all seen Grumpy Cat. Yep. Whether online, on bootleg merch, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, it does remind me that I did. I, I was able to have a grumpy cat birthday party one year. All right. Yeah, I still have some of the stuff from that too. <laughs> I re I remember there was one um, there was one fan art and it showed Tartar. So it's just like looking all grumpy, saying, "You know, I really made these people happy." And the higher voice was like, "Yes, you did." And she just marks a little and goes, good. How precious. Mm-hmm. All right. And 
now that we got that out the way, let's go ahead and get the ball rolling on tonight's stories. Um, Mako-chan, kick things off with one of your favorite fandoms. Uh, yes. So, um... So, Oshi Mamaru, who you might know as working on uh, Ghost in the Shell, is going to be heading a new anime series that is going to be released between the spring and early summer of 2020. Uh, having developed the ideas behind the project for the past 10 years, Oshi will not only serve as the chief director, but also provide the scenario and script. Um... And says Ichigo is set to produce the series. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited about this, just because uh, Oshi has uh, worked on quite a few different series besides Ghost in the Shell, um, but like also Pat Labor and the mm-hmm. Skycrawlers. And, uh, yeah, so basically anything that this guy has touched has done really well. That's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of wondering where this is going to be taken. Because, you know, just with the major you know, resurgence of Ghost in the Shell through Arise, through the live-action movie and all of that. I, I really do wonder where this series is going to, you know, come into play. If it's going to be, you know, another fantasy? Is it going to be, you know, just weird? You never know. curious i don't think he's made i don't think he's failed us yet so i don't think Hmm? but we'll see all right ari what's going on with pokemon and amazon prime oh i'm gonna be on the pokemon kick today aren't i (laughs) yes yes you are i can Uh, only share the fandoms between y'all the best i possibly can that's fine uh, so, uh, on Amazon, they have a new pre-order bonus for uh, the new Pokemon games. If, you, if you're if you a Prime member and you pre-order the two Nintendo Switch games, you get $10 in credits. And I will post the link in the chat for you to look at. There's a separate links for Pokemon Sword and a separate one for Pokemon Sierra Hotel, Indio, Echo, Lima, Delta. God damn, that is deeply ingrained. <laughs> Pokemon Shield. Dad. <laughs> uh, seriously though, when this like when this gets closer to a uh, you know release time, I'm probably gonna pick up Shield as the first one anyway. Okay. Uh, well, I am a little worried that that they haven't like announced any new information about the games lately. Yeah. I'm just saying, okay, we have the we have the region and the new Pokemon, the first new Pokemon. Now what? Like, what's next? Uh, yeah, I mean, this is coming, supposedly coming out at the end of this year, right? 
I believe so. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm not surprised they're not releasing anything. It is kind of early. Pokemon does tend to, you know, hold things until the very end. And then everybody runs out like a, like a madman bu- bu- buying the games. Yeah. I mean, you figure they've already released the names, the regions, and the starter Pokemon, including some of the newly released Pokemon. They're not going to release too much more that soon. Hmm. True. Maybe I'm just used to seeing things like fighting games, getting a new trailer for, like, every week for the new character they've announced is going to be part of the main cast. Like a Mortal Kombat, as much as I, I've fallen off on that game, I was looking forward to each trailer, you know, when they were, each new character they were, you know, they, they were going to put in the game, especially with the uh, Johnny Cage one with, when they previewed his uh, fourth wall-breaking head-pop fatality. Hmm. You know what I'm talking about, right? Kind of, sort of. It's been a while since I dabbled around with Mortal Kombat, so. Well, they they poke fun at the uh, triple head uppercut glitch from the second one by yeah. turning it into a movie shoot where he fucks up the first two takes and just, you know, breaks the guy's jaw off. But on the third one, he gets his, you know, gets the head off, but he has a head stuck on his fist and he just wings it at the camera and flips it off. Okay. Well, it, well, you, you're well. You're kind of more into the Mortal Kombat fandom than I am, so you know. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's now we're going to talk a little bit about about in regards to fandoms. Now we're going to come over. That, wait. Well, shit, I forgot to put put in one of the stories, one of the titles here, so I'm going to, I'm just going to leave it right where it is. So, there's supposed to be another another section here for one of the titles that we're talking about tonight, which is Attack on Titan. It looks like the, the series is going to wrap itself up soon. And then the conclusion with Diverse City Tokyo Invasion. Well, so this is how, basically, what, what, what the plan is. Attack on Titan started a collab with Diversity Tokyo last month. Now, the series had many different collaborations with various IPs and public places since the manga started, and the anime has been going on. But things are starting to come full circle, you know, gotta wrap things up, end it, and move along. So, what they're doing is... They're taking the Diversity Tokyo uh, Mall, and from April 19th to June 30th, there will be over 100 images from from the series. I would assume it would be images of manga, images of anime. It will be all over, especially around escalators on each floor, which is really cool. There will also be a pop-up store running for a short time where you can get some cool merch. So I guess this is your opportunity to get an authentic um, authentic uh, uniform cosplay from the, from the anime. Now if you go up to the fifth floor of Diver City, there is a VR riding area called Hexaride. 
Now, they've been playing an AOT-themed ride there since December of last year. Basically, the ride is, a, is based on the second season uh, of the anime, and there's a storyline in there where the members of the Scout Regiment find themselves surrounded by the Titans and the Tower. Now, visitors can choose a session with English or Japanese voice acting, which is cool. But here's the thing, though. If you choose the English dub, it will not be the familiar voices you've heard through Funimation. So, Now, during this collaboration period, it's possible for shoppers to get some cool stuff like postcards. Now, between May 7th and the 31st, if you spend 5,000 yen or more inside the mall... You could take the receipt to Hexaride and get an original postcard from Season 3, which would have Erwin, Levy, or Aaron on it. Alright, not bad, not bad. Now, from June 1st to the 30th, there will be a campaign called Attack on Gourmet, but we don't know what's going on. Maybe it'll probably be Sasha Braun showing off her different, her different yet favorite potato recipes. Who knows? For those who don't know, the, the manga premiered in 2013 as in the anime, and the second season showed up four years later. The first part of the third season premiered uh, July of last year, and the second part premiered uh, April of this year. So, And for those of you who are wondering why does Diver City sound familiar, that's where you'll find the full-size Gundam unicorn statue and the Gumpla store. Cool. Nice. Yes. Now back to fandoms. Mako. Um, I just pre-ordered Sword. Of course you did! <laughs> anyway, um, so it seems that uh, the creator of Hunter Hunter has a little secret. Uh, besides being friends of Sailor Moon creator uh, Naoki, yeah. Um, where was I? You were somewhere. Yeah, I'm trying to, uh, yes. So, um, besides being the husband of, uh, Nayoko Taku, um, it seems that he, uh, was kind of crushing on her after he met. And in doing so, uh, decided to start drawing Dojin of Sailor Moon. Mm. Um, so it looks like on the Twitter at the Oda King uh, for Otaku's art, there is a picture of the cover of the Sailor Moon Dojinshi drawn by uh, Togashi. Which, not for nothing, is freaking adorable. But you know, I just, I, I find them as a couple to be absolutely adorable. You know, um, uh-huh. I, I like to see Yoshihiro redraw Sailor Moon in his art style. Because as you can see, it's so spot on. But it would be a problem. He would be taking long breaks from the manga every six months. Yeah. yeah. Um... <laughs> And see, that's what's uh, kind of um, amusing is that uh, uh, Takauchi was actually to stop doing manga after 
Um, she was actually going to return to her life as a pharmacist. <laughs> and then the two of them got married and she basically said, you're never going to get this shit done without me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. Just yeah. She's going to be behind him cracking the whip, huh? Yup. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but it's really cute because if you watch some of the anime based on his manga, you see little O. Sailor Moon like that in them um, just showing his absolute love for his wife which is adorable it is uh, yeah so I gave you the Twitter at the Oda King and you can there and image and it's really cute I think he does uh, Sailor Moon art justice. Uh-huh. Hooray. All right. Now, some of you may know, I, I do have like an efficient thing for J-pop music, and I listen to it a lot, and I really need to... You don't say. Yeah, I do say. Um... Which reminds me of something I forgot to mention earlier this, uh, during our, our weekend day. Uh, I got tickets to see Bandmade live in September. Um, yeah, I'm jelly. Uh, you should. I- I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, what was... The thing is, I wanted to grab VIP tickets, but I had a staff meeting at the time that tickets went on sale. So by the time I got out of the meeting... The VIP tickets were sold out. So I'm just sitting by in hopes that somebody will be reselling them and I'm going to cop them like nobody else's business. But I would not be surprised. Say, yeah, it'll happen. And what's Yeah, uh, it's somebody's going to find out that they can't go last minute. True. And what's interesting is the concert is a Thursday night of another anime con. So I'm going to go to the concert, then hop the train and go to the con because Ari will be already there with our stuff. So all I got to do is just hop a bus or a train and I am good to go. And the best part is the hotel is 15 minutes away from Boston. So it'll be an easy way. I'll be get up to easy peasy. So I will say I did get lucky because when they said tickets were completely sold out, I'm looking at the resellers Tickets were like fifty, like the cheapest ticket was like fifty five dollars. So I happened to go back to a Live Nation, double check, and I was able to secure one with shipping of a physical ticket for forty bucks. So I'm like, okay, I can live with that. Add that to my collection. Mm-hmm. But um, now we have talked about this uh, briefly. I think last year um, we talked about the group uh, Califina. Now. They had disbanded due to management issues, but now they want to reunite. Maybe it sounds like they want to do it with a new agency or something like that, which is that does sound pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Now, as as I said, as the story goes here, they said this back in last March that they were disbanding due to what due to nothing going on with the band, which is understandable. If there's issues with management that you don't want to get together and work and perform. You're just going to just be like, no, we can't do this anymore. Now, according to the Weekly Bunch in Digital, they're saying that their claims of the group's disbandment was brought on by the whims of the group's agency. They're like, 
that's what really happened. And that they that the three ladies who perform as Calafina want to reunite. And I want them to do so. Now, according to Bunshun, they interviewed someone within the industry that said that Calafina's breakup was due to the president of their agency, Spacecraft Produce. And what what they, what was happening was they were show they were playing favorites towards an unnamed Takarazuka review member. Which, if you have no uh, Takarazuka, is wildly popular in Japan, and yeah, they, 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 they it's like they get theirs. So, in doing so, with all this going on, this review member was made Califina's manager, which started issues for the person who founded the group, uh, who is Yuki Kajira. Now, this Takarazuka member was being quite incompetent in handling the band, where this new manager and the founder were always butting heads, and that's never good. It got so bad that Kajira resigned. So, eventually, because of this, each member left the group one by one. Now, the last person, no, wait, last person left in October of last year. Um, and that person was Wakana Utaki. She st- basically stayed and went as a solo artist earlier this year. I have to check out some of her work and see what's up. Now, as things went on, the two other girls in the group Calafina, uh, Keika Kubota and Hikaru Masai, they want to get back together as a group. They, they want to make this work. But now it's like, we will do it if... Wakana will join. And it's sort of like, you know, Destiny's Child, they disbanded, Beyonce went off and did her own thing, then you got the rest of the girls who are like, well, we kind of want to reunite and Beyonce join. Well, you know, that whole hubba-bubba. So. so that's basically where we're at. Calafina wants to get back together, but it will only happen if Wakana Utaki says yes and joins up with them. Now, Califina has done uh, some uh, some anime titles. They worked on Garden of Sinners, Black Butler, Madoka Magica, Fate Zero, Fate Stay Night, Unlimited Blade Works, and the ending to Katsugi Token Ranbu, which is something they mostly recently did. So they've been around for 10 years, and they have done 21 singles and six full studio albums. Um, if you have Amazon Music or Spotify, you might be able to find them on there. Definitely check out these ladies. They are amazing singing talent. Hmm. That's interesting. I have to hold on to that. I think I found a, a perfect replacement wallet, so I might buy myself for, for a belated birthday gift. So, yeah. Kind of happy about that. Alright. Now, on to this anime. Um, Ari, what's up with Cells at Work? <clears throat> well, Anaplex announced at its panel, Anime Central, on Friday that Cells at Work anime is going to be on Blu-ray with an English double on August 27th. The release is available for pre-order now through the Right Stuff International, and it will include English dub for the opening song, Mission Health Comes First. <clears throat> and the... Uh, the cast includes Jeremy Lay as Red Blood Cell, Billy Kenneth as White Blood Cell, Robbie Damon as Killer T Cell, Laura Post as Macrophage, Xantha Xantha Hune 
I pronounced that right? Uh, As playlist. Griffin Burns, Erica Mendez, Ray Chase, Kyle Millis, Morgan Berry, and Eric Kimmerer. Yeah, Unfortunately, I'm only familiar with uh, Jeremy Lay. Yeah, it is Lay. I thought it was Lee. I think she said it was Jeremy Lee. Yeah, it depends, I guess. No, because she did say in one of our, in one of the interviews. I must have forgotten it. And, and I don't know if you saw, but when they announce it, they it, have a video of them singing the song. Yes, I have. I'm gonna have to watch that later and be like, "This is so precious." The uh, the little thumbnail for it, the uh, the preview, mm-hmm. the uh, voice actors are making some really uh, interesting faces here. Now, this is also shows proof that that. David Production can do stuff outside of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I would never have guessed. I know, right? I have to finish this anime. It's really, it's really cute and it's awesome, and it's actually medically correct. If you go on YouTube, there is a doctor that actually reviews every episode and tells how accurate it is. That's actually pretty impressive. I know. Then again, there's also a YouTube series of a lawyer breaking down Ace Attorney, so. Yeah, that, that, that's that's another fun one, seeing lawyers, you know, the funny, discuss legal stuff in uh, movies and TV and whatnot. Yeah, I may have to check that out because Japanese law is different from American law, so. From, and, you know, my cousin Vinny tends to get a lot of uh, positive press from uh, lawyers and whatnot. There was one video where someone was like, yeah, no, it doesn't work this way. And as um, Theo X 75 says in our chat room, I miss House MD. We all do. Mm-hmm. We all do. All right, so uh, what's next? Oh, this is you, I guess? Yes, M- Mysterious CDs. Uh, I might have to track these down through alternate means to check this out. Crazy, crazy Hong Kong bootleggers? Um, not bootleggers, but I may know a digital guy, so. <laughs> it seems that police in the Sawara district of Fukuoka City are dumbfounded at the culprit or motive behind the, re- the recent mysteriously placed CDs as CDs have been dropped off in the area. 14 CDs by AKB48 and sister group HKT48 were placed all over, but they were all found by locals. Huh? It doesn't seem to be like a case of lost goods. It seems that the residents have found these items in st- on the streets and in mailboxes and, comp- and, and all over the place between May 11th and the 15th. The police station told the, the Nishinippon Shimbun, I have never heard of this phenomenon before. I don't even know what the purpose behind it is. Nishinishi Shimbun coverage mentions that an additional five HKT48 CDs were found. The police said they found the first AKB CD on the street on the 11th of May, followed by five CDs two days later, six CDs on the 14th, another two the following day, and, f- and so forth. Five of those CDs were found in a mailbox at somebody's house, and most of the CDs were unopened. The six CDs, I bet those. I bet these CDs are crawling with viruses. No, these are music CDs. Yeah, I, <laughs> that says nothing. No, trust me, these are music CDs. Oh. 
The six CDs found on the 14th were five copies of AKB48's No Way Man and one copy of HKT48 member Rina Sashahir's single Ishii. And that version was a theatrical edition, which you can only be purchased through the HKT48 fan site. The edition bundled a lottery ticket for a handshake event. A 40-year-old woman who found the CD in her mailbox said the incident might be a prank, but it still made her feel uncomfortable. Now, Fukuoka Prefecture has dealt with something like this previously. A 32-year-old man was charged two years ago with illegally dumping 585 AKB48 CDs on a mountain. According to the summary order, the man had to pay a 400,000 yen fine, which is about $3,500. I will say this is an interesting way to, as a publicity stunt, to promote a, a, a group. And Theo X95 asks if they're mixed CDs. Most likely, no. I can look and check the track listing to find out, but most likely they are not. Alright, um, moving right along. Marco, what's up with Plastic Love? Uh, yeah, so 35 years after Mariah Takauchi's Plastic Love uh, debuts, um, they finally have a, I guess, an official music video for the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, the song actually had a uh, I guess a reemergence on YouTube it looks like uh, YouTube recommendations started popping this up on pages uh, for recommendations stacking up 24 million views uh, by the time this uh, I guess it was a non-compliance uh, non-compliance video was put up a year ago. Mm. And seeing how popular it was, a new music video uh, visualized in his own sense. Uh, so a new video was directed by Kyutaro uh, Hayashi who visualizes the world of plastic love with his own interpretation, celebrating the era the song is a product of. So, yeah, um, in August 21st, 2019, a three-disc, 62-track compilation titled Turntable will be released commemorating the 40th anniversary of Mariah Takauchi's career. That's an amazing career. That is definitely an amazing career. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. I I listen to Plastic Love at least once a month. At least. Because when I'm at work, I have like a little YouTube playlist of music I listen to while I'm toiling away at my tickets and so forth. And then sometimes it, and that track will come up and I will listen to it. I believe there's actually a remix of it as tagged to a Sailor Moon video with Hotaru and Chibiusa, I think. It's been a while since I've heard that one, so. Hmm. I don't really listen to a lot of this music, so. Well, I think you. I think you're going to like it because remember, when it comes to uh, Japanese music, it's like American music one generation behind. So you're really going. 
that this plastic love song, you're really gonna you really gonna have an '80s feel to it, especially if you if you like synthwave. Hmm. I'll have to check it out. Yep, I think you're going to like it. Meanwhile, and back in the world of Pokemon. Um. Let's see. Iwate Prefecture has become been recovering mode since the Great East Japan earthquake disaster. Wow, <clears throat> that's rough. Uh, various companies collaborated with the local government to help with the tourism effort, including the Pokemon Company, because of course they would. And the last eight years' efforts have included tourism trained to po- Pokemon Go events, and the Lapras event brought 10,000 visitors to northeastern Iwate, Miyagi, and Fukushima prefectures. And now they have a... Uh, a Geodude mascot. <clears throat> the Geoduder Isasubute, I guess, is the uh, is their new mascot. Let's see. Yeah, Tourism Ambassador, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, Pokemon Star have an official promotional music video kit, kit featuring the song Iwate Iwate Ichisubute. Stone in Hands Iwate Geodude. That's an artwork YouTube and sometimes to the work do help out in local activities. So yeah, if you want to see how creepy Geodude looks with legs, look no further. <laughs> Geodude, Geodude, Geodude. It's not. Yeah. It's not all that bad. It's not as bad as that fan that art of Kirby with feet. So you mean you mean feet other than the big red? things that he usually has? Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, they gave him, like, actual legs? Legs? Well, I'm not talking about that fan art where he has Bayonetta's legs. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Smash Brothers Initiative? What? God help us all. <laughs> there is no God here. God checks out as soon as we go live. That's nice to hear. God's like, y'all on your own. (laughs) And then God said, y'all motherfuckers need Jesus. Jesus is like, don't look at me. (laughs) I just live here. (laughs) Anywho. Anywho. Mako? Yep. Oh, it's my turn again? Yep. Mm-hmm. Seem to have had a lot of these tonight. We all have. Okay. Um. Oh, this one. Yeah, sure. Yep. So, um, there, and I, I've, I've been saying this for years, that you have probably watched... Japanese animation without realizing that it's Japanese animation. Yup. So, director Kunihiko Ikohara worked at Toy Animation. And this was during a time in the early 90s. He directed episodes of Mapletown Stories, Morotsu Oro, and later the immense popular Sailor Moon. During the period, Toy was involved in overseas contract work for cartoons. 
So, Toei Animation also worked on episodes of The Smurfs, G.I. Joe the Movie, My Little Pony and Friends, and more. This would lead to a serendipitous moment where Ikohara possibly directed the animation for an episode of the late 80s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. Um, so, it seems that in an interview in 2013, David Wise talks about some of his favorite episodes of Ninja Turtles. Specifically, cites the five-episode pilot he wrote. He states that many companies, including Marvel, were working with Toei at the time, but that American cartoons often got the studio's Mm B-team. However, that wasn't the case for at least one episode of the pilot called Hot Rotting Teenagers from Dimension X. Um, He he describes the animation as some of the, the best for its time and credits it to the animation director at Toei. He never explicitly states that the animation director is Ikuhara, as he is unable to remember his name during the interview, but he drops very specific clues that point to Ikuhara as the animation director. Wise mentions that the episode's animation director worked on all but the first season of Sailor Moon, and and that he at one point lived in Los Angeles. Ikuhara moved to Los Angeles in in 2001, finishing uh, Revolutionary Girl Utna. Wise states that he knows the director because the two ate dinner together and presumably Ikahara told him he directed the animation. So, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I just... you might not have realized were actually animated in Japan. No. Actually, when you brought it up, I immediately you know searched for it and I'm like, Maple, t- I remember this. I was like a really little kid when it happened, and uh, the like when Mapletown the uh, segments were broken up by uh, someone, but you know, live action segment of a woman, you know, explaining what was going on. Anyone else uh, remember this? I don't remember Mapletown story, but I, I can tell you this: if you wa- if you go on YouTube, YouTube whatever cartoon, and put end credits. Look at the end credits. You will see something along the lines of Sunbow Productions, Toei Animation, TMS Studios. I mean, when you watch G.I. Joe the movie, actually, you see it in the credits, animation by, to- by Toei. Um, like, Disney outlight outsourced um, to, to Japanese animation studios. Like, Gummy Bears, DuckTales... And Trippendale Rescue Rangers were done by TMS Studios. Well, I know um, things like, as this says, um, My Little Pony. Mm -hmm. But I know that um, Real Ghostbusters was done by Toei. Mm -hmm. Uh, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Gem was done by Toei. Dungeons and Dragons was done by Toei. I don't know that Rainbow Bright was Toei, but I know Rainbow Bright was done by a Japanese animation studio. And that's just some of them. And these are all American-based cartoons because America doesn't have animation studios unless you go to Disney. Or if you remember the cartoon Bionic 6, that was also done by TMS Entertainment. 
Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, a cartoon like that, that storyline, yeah, you, there was no way it was American. Now, what was interesting, I actually had to look up the episode Hot Rodding Teenagers from Dimension X. I'm thinking there, there was a, there was a, a mistake. I didn't. I don't remember that being part of the five-part miniseries. That that episode was much later in the line, but it looks like it was part of the original five-part miniseries. Okay. I actually have like that five-part, like like the, the first five episodes on DVD on my shelf behind me somewhere, and it comes with an episode of like one of the later seasons where they amp up the opening theme and give it like that that guitar riff and they mix in screenshots from the second Turtles movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And Theo says, Dizzy Afternoon done by Toei? Most of them, yes, I would assume. I've been watching, I've been playing the ending to Goof Troop lately because it's really awesome, but I haven't looked at the credits so that might not be it. But I do know that Gummy Bears, DuckTales, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers were done by TMS Studios. Uh, G.I. Joe was a partnership with Marvel and Sunbow Productions, which is also a Japanese animation studio. So, if not Sunbow, Sunrise. And we all know Sunrise as those awesome Gundam people. Mm-hmm. So, in a way, almost all of us have been opened to anime and not even realizing it. Yep. And then there's I don't know. I, I I like noticed that like the mouth, like the words didn't always match up with the mouth, and I always thought that was kind of weird. See, same but, thing with Little Koala. Well, well, that's I think Little Koala was originally an anime, and they just did it. Is. it. Mm-hmm. Whereas you know, these shows, these were purposely done with English. You know, like what's interesting is Project Echo, the movie. When they did the animation for it, it was part of being in Japan and released in the States, which is why the lip flaps and movements is basically accurate as F on the English side. Let me look up something. Tailspin. Uh, Tailspin animation source. Let's see if it says. Huh. Oh. All right, we still have articles to go. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll look this up in the background. Meanwhile, um, Ari, here's a nose clip. Stinky anime smells transform into handsome anime men in hopes of making Japan smell better. Are we sure this isn't strange news from Japan? I'm... It's, it's the same site. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. This group, which is Japan's latest collection of anthropomorphized anime hunks, is based isn't based on things like tasty desserts or historical swords. Sounds so much more awesome. Each and every member of the Waki Seven, aka the Smelly Seven, is based on a specific kind of underarm smell. What? Mm. They're based on men's smelly armpits. Determined by the male grooming band Gatsby's decade plus in the vet investigation into masculine stank. Oh god, they even printed stank here. <clears throat> uh, starting things off is milk smell, who chomps on a pacifier and fires only creamy liquid from his 
Gugu machine guns. Oh. God damn. Representing sharper ooze as the acid smell with his pointy teeth, hair, and object X projectile weapon. Looks like he came out of JoJo. Spice smell has a gigantic spice smell 23 in the famous Brave Perspective Sunrise stance, i.e. a fucking minigun. And we have mold smell. Ew. Whoops. It has a musty one that lets him conjure terrorizing stink cloud demons. The classic sweat is the Mushiniku smell with Mushiniku translating literally as steamed meat. And it has a wooden steam box lid. And then there's the clammy smell who hides his sword, the Nuriyaki Monji with the handle of a perpetually damp mop. Oh. And lastly, there's the iron smell, the manifest- manifestation metallic bunny funk wear of the rusty suit. What? <laughs> And, well, they say don't get attached because they're supposed to be defeated and might get uh, wiped out of existence. hey Oh. What the fuck did I just read? Ari, are you okay? Are you okay, Ari? Oh, god damn it. Is, like... What's bothering me about it is that there's already Rule 34 art of these people. Are you serious? This is the internet. Of course there is. Oh, good lord. Okay, I mean, people wanted to fuck everything from dragons to black holes to blood cells to now smells. Well, I expect that meme to be updated real soon. Right, can we move on, please? I believe we can move on. I don't see why not. And that leads us into strange news for Japan, or in this case, meanwhile, in Japan. And I will take the first article. I'll take the second one, then. Okie dokie. Now, when this article came up, I'm like, this can't be for real. But then again, they say life imitates art. And what is his art that we're talking about? The fact that a bunch of Japanese teenagers were caught peeping in the girl's hot spring bath during a class trip. For the record, we're talking about something that actually happened, not a scene in an anime. How much you want to bet these idiots got it from anime? Wouldn't surprise me. So, this was done as a school trip for the start of the Japanese school year, which starts in April. I forgot to set it for auto loop. There we go. So, what the what the school did? They took the, the students to a two night class trip to the city of Nico, Nico, N I K K O. It's a 
beautiful town, nestled in the beautiful mountains, and on top of the sightseeing destinations, not just in Tochigi, but all of Japan. Nikko boasts numerous attractions of natural beauty of cultural significance, including Toshogu Shrine, a shrine dedicated to Tokugawa Ieyasu, the shogun who founded the three-century Tokugawa dynasty, and the picturesque Lake Shuzenji and Kigan no Taki waterfalls. Wow, that is pretty. Mm-hmm. Now, for a large number of student male students on the trip, the, the body of water that they really wanted to see was the women's outdoor hot spring bath at their hotel. Now, hot spring voyeurism is like one of the most common scenarios for risque fantasies in Japan. Now, the teachers warned them against being peeping toms at the beginning of the trip. School staff was even posted outside the entrance of the women's changing spit lockers to keep the boys away. But somehow, 13 of these boys, who were first-year high school students, figured out a way to get in. Now, both the men's and women's bathing areas at the hotel have outdoor baths with a wall separating them, which we've seen in all animes. So, what they did on, on the second night of their stay, 13 boys who entered the outdoor men's bath climbed high enough on the wall to look over. But it wasn't for long until the fem- the ladies saw them and contacted the teachers and pretty much everyone was busted for it. The 13 boys who were caught doing it and the other 15 boys who were standing by who did nothing to stop them from doing it. Even if they didn't look, they were still busted. Now the principal of the school they didn't release the name of the school. He has offered an apology and basically he said, we have no excuse to offer our female students who are victims of this incident. We will be taking measures to ensure this sort of thing never happens again. Now, the boys will go through sensitivity lessons. There will be no criminal charges, but given what had happened and the fact that they're not just students but other female guests in the hotel that they were caught peeping on, there is a good possibility the school will not be welcomed back the next time the whole, they want to book a, they want a trip to Nico. They'll probably be able to go back to Nico, but not back to that specific hotel. Yeah. And underclassmen are looking at these like guys like, thanks, you fucked it up for everybody. Yup. All right, moving right along. Let's see. Um, a son finds an unexpected culinary surprise in his family's fridge. Us humans can be forgiven for occasionally having lapses of memory, leaving strange things like car keys inside of our fridge, or not noticing that the milk has actually expired a month ago. But Japanese Twitter user Maybro Maybro Ozzy that's a mouthful. Recently uncovered in his parents' spare fridge, a live fish. Mm. They, when I opened the fridge, I was like, Dad, what the hell? It's true, I got fresh vegetable room, but I don't think it is, it is a little too fresh. And it's been over a week since the Dad visited the mountain stream. 
So, yeah, this guy had a live fish swimming in his uh, vegetable crisper in his refrigerator. And, of must course... A, must be a freshwater fish. Hi-oh! Yeah, but... Serious, yeah, that does make sense, yeah. But that is a big-ass fish, though. Mm-hmm. That's the type of and, fish that you, that you eat. Yeah. I imagine they would. Um, yeah, many he's still saving were, it for later. Think about it, scene. Well, those were like... So it was a substitute fish tank? Wish I would have had a parent that did something ridiculous like this. Tell him to be careful of the human humidification and evaporation of water caused by the compressor's heat as well as electrical accidents and mold. Geniuses like this think up the next big inventions of tomorrow, and I wonder what the inside smells like. <laughs> and one comment, someone said that he, he had originally said that there are originally three fish, and now there's one. They're delicious. Well, that's one way of keeping your, food, your fish fresh for, for dinner. That poor fish has no idea what the fuck is going on. Hmm. Nope. Not at all. Alright, Mako, have the last one. Mako? Did we lose How it? to um, get rid of religious solicitors? This is going to be a good one. So Japanese Twitter user at Sanma underscore Mama has developed a technique for derailing religious con uh, conversation speeches without having to directly tell anyone to shut up. And as translated, um, religious solicitor, can I have a few moments of your time? Me, actually, I'm kind of busy right now. Religious solicitor. Please don't say that. I just want to talk to you about something that will be very useful to your life. The scripture of the Bible. Me, after you're done talking about the Bible, can I spend just a little, just as much time talking to you about anime? Religious solicitor. But I'm not that interested in that. Me, and now you know exactly how I feel. Mm. <laughs> Alright, so what we uh, have, so this is what we have to do. I have to write the Bible according to Ranma, Mako has to write the Bible according to Sailor Moon, and Ari has to write the Bible according to Pokemon. So when we come across Bible thumpers, we'll be like, uh, let me have a moment of your time as well. Sorry, that is incorrect. What? I would be writing the Bible of Genova. <laughs> Save it off. I guess that means someone had to write the book of Evangelion then, huh? What the last two thir the last like twenty pages are gonna be the word congratulations over and over again. <laughs> Come on, you know most of that book is gonna be get into the robot, you're going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, so, I mean, that that's basically it. Uh, if you really want to stop somebody in their tracks, ask them if you can talk to them about your random bullshit just as long as they talk to you about theirs. 
Or you could just shortcut all this and just walk around with headphones like I do, so... But still. I actually have a app on my phone called RoboKiller where uh, it automatically answers for you yeah. and they play back recordings of uh, different scenarios and whatnot to just... It doesn't like actually like kill the call, but it does, you know, waste the other the telemarketer's time and keeps them talking to a recording for several minutes so they're not talking to somebody else. I might have to track that down. What is it called? Robo killer? Yeah. And, and you can save them to your phone. I have one on my phone that's about five minutes long of uh Well the the theme is spoiled child. Where it's, it's a parrot talking, you know, simultaneously, like, screaming at his kid in the other room who's also screaming at him. Mm. And it's like, yeah, like, five minutes past, we're like, wait, is this a recording? Also, for some reason, the, uh, the parrot sounds like a, uh, <clears throat> it sounds like a middle-aged black guy, which mm. I'm like, meh, whatever. I mean, they're like male and female responses, but you know, set them like set the all, and it just picks a random one. I'll have to share that one sometime. Yeah, please do. Wow, we're done early tonight. Yay, sleep. Um, the jury came back. You are denied your sleep, so sorry. Aww. Hey, I don't make the rules around here, so I don't know. I'm sorry. No, I make the rules around here and sleep. Eh, sleep is for the weak. And I am very weak. But that we knew. Yes. But and thus we sleep. <laughs> but you're still denied your sleep, so sorry. No, I sleep. <laughs> I, I absolutely think we are done here. Mm -hmm. I'm just waiting for the track to finish up before I skip to the next one. I kind of miss the old track. <laughs> Alright. So, if you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We are independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So what we tell you that we like and don't like, we're pretty much telling you the straight up truth about it. So there you go. So after watching our show tonight, if you have any questions, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We want to know what's up. We are here to believe you. Right after that, check out our webpage at animejamsession.com where we post links to everything that we talk about. You'll also find our weekly podcast. You'll find anime reviews, convention reviews, cosplayer tips and tricks, cosplayer interviews, and all other stuff in between. Um, my Castle Point review will be going up this week. I forgot to post it last week. It's going up this week. Don't miss it. And thank you, TheoX75, for the compliment on an awesome episode. We really appreciate that. And don't forget, you can find our podcasts on any podcast searching site like iTunes, Google, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, 
CastBox, Podcast Addicts, any program or site where you get your podcast, you'll find us. And if you want to leave us a review there, do it. Spread the word, you know. That's it. That's all we that's all we appreciate, you know. And don't forget you can find us on our social media pages at YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. All this anime jam session all leads back. And I just gotta say to everybody who watches our show every week, those who check out the photos we post every every convention, everything else, thank you so much. We could not do this show without you. We really appreciate the love. So now we're going to go around the room. Last words, Mako-chan. Um, I have so much crap to do before this weekend. Last words, Ari. Yeah, they released the new, they leaked the new Overwatch skins, and yes. uh, May has a, May has a Maid Cafe skin ice cream, now. And, ice cream outfit. Oh, ice cream, but regardless, I'm, ugh, oh, oh, pardon me. I love it. It's already, um, it's already my wallpaper. My last words is, right after I do all the sh- edits, post edits and stuff, I'm going to play some more Yakuza Zero. I'm really enjoying it. So that is it. End of list. We're going to get out of here. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Anime Jam, Jam Session, episode 408. So that is it. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I am Makachan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. Perfect. That is it. We are out of here. Good night. podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and vognetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!